Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living. So they're really good at it. And brought to you by Fish Bites. Ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us today. I'm Brian Sin, your host of the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. And man, I hope you guys had a great Christmas and a wonderful new year. Got to spend some time with with family and friends and enjoy those holidays. Uh, I know we did. They get a lot, they get busy, they get hectic, but but man, it's always part of the year that we look forward to at the same time. And a memory making time of the year, that's for sure. But hope everybody had a great great holiday and and man it is 2022 winter finally got here uh i think last week uh, what was it a couple days ago earlier this week my i got covid again for the second time y'all so if i go to coughing in this podcast i apologize but i've been been in the bed for about three days with covid again and but but we're gonna get this podcast out but uh, man, went from having the air conditioner on one day uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon to literally snowing that night. I know you guys know we're all in Alabama, most of our listeners, so y'all don't know what we're talking about. But crazy times, but uh, it is all good. So hey, let's get to our first segment of the year for 2022. Man, looking forward to it. One of my favorite uh, segments to do on here is the Management Minute with Norman with Southeastern Pond Management. Hey, Norman, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Happy New Year, Brian. Happy I'm doing New well. Year. Thanks, buddy. Good deal, man. I hope you guys had a good holiday season. Looking forward we to did. a fresh we year. Did. Yeah, absolutely. We did. Like you, just trying to figure out whether I need to wear a coat or short pants or what we're supposed to do. You got to you got to wake up, see what the weather's doing every day fresh uh, here in Alabama. No kidding, man. It's been it's been crazy. Well, man, I'm still uh I'm still kind of uh, relishing our last podcast we did with Logan and Tucker after after their big win in the in the Bass Pro Shop uh tournament. I, I tell you, man, I I look back over all the podcasts we've done over the last 2 years. And you've been on a pile of them, but if I had to pick my favorite podcast, it'd be hard not to pick that one. That was a good one. I agree. I agree. Uh, to their credit, they're, yeah. they're refreshing young men, and you just pull for them and excited for them and everything. In fact, you know we got a great a great thing coming up here. Uh, I guess we're going to feature here on the podcast. We uh, are, man. We can go ahead and give it a sneak. Part. We can give it a sneak. We can give them a little preview, a little little sneak peek of what's yeah. coming. Well, we're excited. So, uh, and I don't know that we've mentioned any of this on the air, but uh, Logan grew up fishing in a in a farm pond uh, down in South Alabama. Uh, it's family property. I guess it was his grandfather's piece of property. They're very close with his granddad, and and his dad uh, still runs the farm, manages the farm. I think they've got some cattle and, and things. And 
pond has kind of declined over the years, haven't done much to it. And so in some of our discussions, Logan and I started talking about, you know, hey, why don't we look at improving this thing, renovating this this lake and, and turn it back into fantastic fishing. And he was super excited about it. His dad's super excited about it. So we actually made our initial visit uh, just here a few days back and are in the process of evaluating what their options are, generating our, our management plan. And uh, I think our next uh, next episode that we're on will uh, we'll reveal that, kind of go through what we found and, and, and what the goals are for, for those folks. And, and we'll be able to follow, uh, follow that project for some time, see if we can't grow a big bass or two out there uh, on Logan's farm. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And, and it's, you know, we've, I love the, the management episodes that we do, uh, whether it's talking about stocking or, or fertilizing, or like today, we're going to talk about weed control, but it's going to be really cool to be able to go to a particular pond that probably needs a lot done to it that hasn't been managed and start and, fo- and follow that journey and you guys and the progression of the lake and, and how the fish are doing for a period of time. Uh, as y'all, you know, firsthand, we'll be able to follow what's going on at that lake, what we're doing, why we're doing it. It's going to be very interesting. So y'all stay tuned for that. But hey, today we got weed control. So I know that a lot of times, you know, we're thinking, hey, well, this wintertime, there's not a whole lot of weeds right now. Why am I worried about it? Uh, and, unless you're like me, we're looking out my front door, whereas I got all these wintertime weeds starting to grow. Looks like I need to go cut the grass out there. But uh, there's a lot of things to be doing this time of the year uh, and to prepare. It's, it's not just a weed control. It's not just a one time. Let's let's go spray the weeds and we're done is it's, it's something that can you have to battle throughout the year. So uh, that's what we're going to do today, Norman. So, man, am I am I kind of hitting the right buttons right there? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, like you said, Brian, the last thing. In the world, folks tend to think about this time of the year in this part of the country is, is weed weed control, weed growth. You know, we don't have a lot of, of active vegetation that grows in the wintertime. And so, you know, the temptation is to not think anything about it. And truly, when we talk about aquatic weed control, it's more of a holistic approach that we like to, to encourage and, and take. Once vegetation is established, you get into the the warmer months and you get these these heavy stands of of aquatic vegetation that maybe have made it all the way to the surface and you know maybe 30 40 50 percent coverage you know these bad infestations once you get to that point the options are pretty limited there there's really only a couple things you can do one of those is live with it you know and one of them is and the other is let's let's go out there and whack it with with herbicide and and which is effective and works uh, but it it can be costly and it's not always the the best overall solution. So what we try to talk to our customers about is you know there there are actually three main uh, areas that we can combat vegetative growth. We can control uh, a few things and hopefully avoid nuisance vegetation and and we and we do that by by actually managing the water quality in a positive way we want to like this time of the year we're liming a lot of lakes you know it's off season we're not fertilizing there's not much going on in the water obviously the temperatures are very low and it's a great time of the year to to if, if the lake needs it you know we, we test the water we test the alkalinity if it's low this is a great time of the year to lime it well the reason we want to lime is so in the early spring, uh, which isn't far away, you know, starting in, in late February, early March, when this day when that day length starts to lengthen, uh, we want to be ready to start fertilizing. And so you think liming and fertilizing, how in the heck is that going to help me prevent weeds? You think that's going to add to weed growth, but, right. but it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive. The truth is, by liming and then fertilizing and getting an early start and having our our water chemistry ideal for for taking that fertilizer up we're actually enhancing the the plankton community in the early spring which helps to to give that water a little tint a little color 
and shade the bottom from the intense sunlight as the day length increases. And the combination of all that actually works to prevent the, the unwanted bottom-rooted uh, aquatic vegetation. So uh, again, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a maintenance, a, a, a planning process, sort of like you would put maybe pre-emergent herbicide out on your lawn in February, even though the grass is dormant, uh, there's not a lot of activity, there's not a lot of growth, but you got to get that stuff out there uh, so that when air and the sunlight increases and the air temperature increases and that stuff starts growing, uh, you're, you're ready for control. And that's, that's kind of the approach we take with, with control and aquatic vegetation, Brian, is we want to have everything handled, everything done, everything prepped so that in the springtime, by the first part of March, when things start to turn, uh, we're ready to go and we have the best shot at preventing vegetation from ever uh, getting established in the first place. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I, I remember my buddy's pond, he had, uh, I think he had you guys come out and look at it. And he was like, yeah, I, I was like, man, you got to get rid of these weeds, dude. You can't even throw a lure out here. And uh, it's just too much. And he's like, yeah, I got to fertilize. And this was, this was several years ago. And I was like, man, that just, like you said, it sounds like, why would you fertilize the weeds to kill them? Did you mean to say fertilizer? Was you trying to say poison? And he's like, no, man, fertilizer. Yeah, but right. what, what you, but it's, it's all about the daylight, right? It's all about the light being able to get to the bottom. And if you're, if you have a lot of really clear water, now I might be saying this, this, I might be totally off on this, but if you have a lot of really clear water, the daylight can penetrate and it gets to those weeds that are growing from the bottom where if you fertilize and lime and the water, your plankton gets in and the water, uh, the light's not penetrating as far, then uh, it never it doesn't get to the bottom and doesn't grow. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, we tell folks all the time, look, you know, it takes, you know, three things to, to grow weeds, to grow plants, right? You know, water, soil, and sunlight. And in a pond, you know, we can't control, I mean, we can't take away the water. We can't take away the soil. You know, those are, those are givens. I mean, those, those, are, those mm. exist. There's nothing we can do about either of those things. The only thing we can really control to some extent is the amount of sunlight. And that's a key component. Obviously, green plants won't grow without sunlight. And, uh, and, and if we can reduce the, the direct, intense sunlight, the good news with most aquatic vegetation is it's, it's pretty direct, intense sunlight dependent. Most aquatic vegetation won't tolerate much shade. Uh, it, it wants intense, direct sunlight. So we can't take away the water. We can't take away the soil. But but by fertilizing and, and generating planktonic algae, which is a green plant in itself, okay, it, it utilizes the sunlight as well, we can create a, a shading effect. Uh, in other words, we can block some of that intense sunlight from ever hitting the bottom which is where most of the nuisance stuff grows. There's a few exceptions where vegetation grows directly on the surface. There's a few plants that are nuisance, but most of the stuff that we run into, particularly in the springtime, it starts in the bottom. Okay. And so if we can keep that sunlight off the bottom, it's almost like putting a, a shade cloth across the top of the water and it just won't grow. And, and if it does grow, it's, it's suffering, it's struggling, it's, it's not gonna grow in in massive quantities that you'll see in these lakes that are super super clear so that that's the objective that's the strategy and it's really important to get an early start and get a jump start on that shading because uh, once you get into mid late march april if the weeds are winning the the war by yeah. then the water's super clear then you really got to got an uphill battle on your hands then you pretty much got to go at that point is that where the herbicides really is your best solution yeah once you get um of course we use we use grass carp as well and they can be effective but yeah once once vegetation gets to a certain point you know kind of that tipping point where it's up high in the water column uh it's growing so darn rapidly in the springtime everything's exploding grass carp 
sure they're going to swim around and eat, but the stuff's growing so rapidly that time of the year that they, they usually can't keep up with it. Right. When it's up in the water column like that, even if you get some plankton established, you know, you get into, into March and April and May and you might get a little green tint to the water, but heck the stuff's already uh, grown up near the surface. So it becomes increasingly difficult to shade out. Uh, you know, it's a lot, a lot easier to shade uh, stuff that's growing three or four or five feet of water than it is uh, a foot below the surface. Sure. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, a lot of times we get into the, into the latter spring and we say, look, in order to, to get plankton established, sort of reset everything, we're going to have to come in here with, with herbicide, knock this stuff way back and kind of start from there. That's why if we can get an early start in February and March, we can hopefully avoid that, the need to do that. Yeah. Well, and so we talked about the fertilize and, and lime being so key and important to get an early jump on it. You know, you mentioned carp. If we're going to uh, use carp to help fight weed control, what's the best time of the year to stock your pond with the carp? Well, if we know we have a, a vegetation problem, you know, a lot of the the majority of the existing lakes that we deal with, you know, we're familiar enough with them that we know that, that these are problem lakes. That maybe they're extremely shallow. Maybe they just had a, a long-standing stand of vegetation established, and it's something that that we probably already addressed. And and, you know, we're on a program with stocking grass carp every several years. We may add a few just to make sure that we keep our stock density high enough that it that they have a shot at controlling vegetation. In the case of a new lake or one that we have that's not been under management, particularly in cases where there's shallow, there's large shallow expanses or uh, a known history of vegetation, the sooner the better. You know, the, ideally you want to have carp in there established when there's not a lot to eat. You, know, you you want those jokers to be hungry all the time. You know, you want them to be swimming around fighting for food, competing for vegetation. And so, yeah, in cases where uh, maybe there hasn't been much management, there aren't grass carp established, uh, we know that there's a, a, a likelihood of having a, a problem in the springtime, in the summer, when the water warms up, the weather warms up. By all means, we we we'd much prefer to put them in in January, February, as opposed to waiting until March and April when the weeds are already growing. That that stuff starts growing so fast in the springtime that you'd have to stock ten times as many grass yeah. carp as you really need to to have any chance of control. So, you know, they're they're a part of the strat. They're a part of the program. Uh, they're they're not a, a a magic solution either though, uh, but if if you know you've got vegetation, you've had problems, uh, maybe it's been a while since you've stocked grass carp. By all means, now's the time to put them in. Well, and like your your lake that I fished before, uh, man, I'm talking about some healthy fish. I mean, they're just those fish out there are incredibly healthy. I mean, just footballs. But you, you know, you obviously you, you lime, you fertilize, you uh, keep the water quality right. You've got carp in there too. I know me and you have, have, have talked about this, even when we were talk, probably maybe even just talking about fishing in the past, but when you've got a lake, is there any middle ground, Norman? I mean, cause I like as good as that lake is, and it is a phenomenal lake, but man, I, I'd love to just be able to flip a little grass every now and then. Is there a best of both worlds or is it kind of like you're either going to have weeds and be, you know, depending on your depth of your lake, it has a lot to do with it uh, and how deep your banks are, but is there a middle ground? Yeah, that's a great question and something we get asked about a lot. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. It, It has to do with depth, water depth. And the reason that that lake that you're describing doesn't have much vegetation at all is because it's a really deep lake and the banks are cut pretty sharply down to three or four feet very rapidly, almost all the way around the lake. And so you, you don't have a lot of super shallow water that where some of this vegetation can, can take foothold and get established. There's a few little spots up in the very upper end where we do have, we'll get a little bit of vegetation, but 
because of the the way that that lake was constructed and kind of the topography of that area, it's just not a lake that's that's like that's going to have a lot marginal vegetation. And so in that instance, it's kind of hard to have the best of both worlds. Now, there's some there's some cool fish habitat. Texas Hunter has is worked on some projects with Auburn University. They are about to launch uh, two or three of their new uh, fish habitat that and they've got some some floating stuff that's that's made to to simulate lily pads and floating grass and things of that nature and I'm pretty excited about it it's for lakes like the one that you and I are talking about it'll be ideal you know you can kind of in that case have the best of both worlds but to get back to your question there are some lakes uh, quite a few, uh, and certain types of vegetation uh, that are more shoreline-oriented type stuff that are what we call emergent uh, shoreline and emergent vegetation that grows in the in the soil right around the soil and in the shallow areas, and they'll form some mats. Uh, they sort of creep outward into the water, and some of that vegetation is not going to grow rooted in the bottom in more than three or four feet of water, but it will grow in real shallow marginal areas and sort of creep out into the open water. And that's one of those kind of best of both world scenarios in my mind. You know, you have vegetation along the margins, the fish love it, the bait loves it, everything uses it. You can flip frogs and jigs and worms and just catch fish almost year round in it because the fish utilize it for habitat, for spawning, right. for hiding, etc. But you don't ever run the risk of it growing out into the into the open water and becoming a real nuisance. Some of these lakes where you see 30, 40, 50 percent coverage. So right. a lot of it has to do with the with the way the lake's constructed, the area that it's in, the natural topography, and the type of vegetation. And and I'm like you. I enjoy fishing that stuff. Again, that's why I'm excited about this 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 fish habitat, this surface stuff that Texas hunters come out with. I think it's going to be a real cool alternative for folks that don't have a lot of surface vegetation on their lake. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I, I'm looking forward to seeing more on that. That'll be uh, that. That sounds like a great idea. Well, it sounds like the big part is getting on this thing early, staying on top of it. And like so much of what we talk about on here, you know, a lot of it, it just goes back to management, right? It goes back to, to, to the fertilized, to the lime, to, to carp and just having somebody managing your lake. Uh, and then it, it, it can be under control and you, and you guys are so good at working with pond owners, uh, to meet the needs that they, that they have. Yeah. So we got herbicides, deep water, fertilized lime and then if it's just out of control in the summer you have to go to herbicides pretty much it yeah and and you know grass carp i don't know grass if you mentioned carp. i mean obviously they're they're, they're they add to the equation if there's any one thing i can tell folks in terms of vegetation control and we preach this you know and have for years and years and years when we get toward the end of february the first week of march most years it's going to be chilly it's going to still be kind of wintry. Um, you know, we'll uh-huh. have those those days. It'll be nice. and But the day length is the same every March, regardless of the right. air temperature, the air temperature. And that's what stimulates vegetative growth. I don't care whether you're talking about uh, oak trees or Bermuda grass or aquatic vegetation. And so a lot of times people tend to to hold off on fertilizing, making those first two applications of fertilizer in ponds based on the air temperature. It's too cold, the water's too cold, the air's too cold, there's no sense in fertilizing. The truth of the matter is, the calendar is what should dictate when you start fertilizing, mm. not the air temperature, not the water temperature, okay? And even though we get a lot of rain in March and April, you do get some flushing effect, even though the water's cold, the air's cold, uh, it does deter aquatic growth or vegetative growth. Even despite all that, start fertilizing on by the first week of March, no matter what. And th- that schedule that we push is weighted toward the first part of the season. And the reason that it's weighted so heavily toward the first part of the season is because we're taking into account 
the fact that we're going to have rainfall and a lot of right. that product can get flushed right through. The fact that it's still cold, that the air's cold, that the water's cold. All that's kind of a part of that program, and that's why we front load those applications. But what we're doing uh, is we're building the phosphorus uh, content in the water slowly, starting in March, so that when we get to April and May, and certainly by the end of May and into the true growing season, we've already got that phosphorus built up in the water and hopefully have a base of phytoplankton that's just going to explode as the water temperature, as the air temperature, as the day length increases. So one of the most difficult things to do is to make up in April and May for your lack of fertilizing in March. It, it becomes really challenging. All of a sudden, you're fighting vegetation to the point where you have to shut down fertilizing, get in there with some herbicide, which further pushes back your fertilizing right. efforts. You got to wait till that's done. You got to kill the weeds and, and you find yourself starting in May instead of starting in March. Uh, you spent a bunch of extra money. You've wasted a bunch of time with water that's not, is not being properly fertilized. So, uh, that we encourage people to do that. I know it's a hard thing to do when you go outside and it's 38 degrees in the morning yeah, and there right. doesn't look like springtime yet. But I can assure you uh, that sunlight that's beating down on that water is telling the vegetation something totally different than well, there, than, than what you might well, feel. You know? The bottom line is if you're a pond owner and, and you're, you're needing to get on top of you, your, your weed control, don't don't wait. It's need to start planning now and contacting you guys. If, if they need help doing that and start making plans now to start getting fertilized in there in March to stay on top of it. Norman, if somebody needs to contact you, uh, what's the best way for them to get up with you, buddy? They can call me directly on my cell phone. I, I try to keep it on and with me most times. My number is 205-288-1371. And they can always uh, contact us through our website. That's sepond.com. There's a bunch of ways to get to us uh, through the website. Good stuff, man. Well, Norman, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Great, great show today. And, hey, I am looking forward to uh, maybe the next segment we do, you know, with you, uh, maybe starting to follow Logan's Pond. So that will be exciting for for all of us to, to enjoy that ride, to see where that goes. So looking forward to that. Yeah, same here. Same here. All right, buddy. Well, that'll, that'll wrap up this segment. So I appreciate you calling in and uh, and sharing this information with us. And guys, give Norman a call if you have any questions. If, if you're wanting to manage this lake, he's got the people, the ability. I can tell you all this, guys. If you got a question, Norman's the kind of guy that will answer it. I mean, uh, he, he, call him. He'll answer your questions, and you can find out things you need to know. So, Norman, we appreciate it, buddy, and look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, thanks. Yep, same here. Thank you. All right, what a great segment by Norman. Again, you know, Southeastern Pond Management, what a great job they do around the state of Alabama. So um, give them a call. Let's stay on top of the weed control. Hey, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of our sponsors for this show. Appreciate it, guys. We'll be right back. Fishing Chaos. Do you fish in a club? Do you manage a club? Does your club hold fishing tournaments? If the answer is yes to any of these, now is the time to reach out to Fishing Chaos. Get your club listed and managed on Fishing Chaos now for free. Contact Jesse Wilson for details at 256-508-1853 or go to fishingchaos.com to schedule a demo. And brought to you by Mustad Fishing. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing.com by using code GREATDAYS at checkout. And brought to you by... Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. 
All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Um, great segment, segment one with Norman. And, uh, man, I'm really looking forward to this journey we're going to take with him and Logan as they manage this lake down in South Alabama. It's going to be really cool to, to follow that journey and the progression of that lake. So y'all stay tuned for that. Let's get to segment two. Speaking of South Alabama, let's go there. Let's go to Lake Eufaula with Captain Steve Graziano. What's going on, Graz? Hey, Brian, I tell you what, it's, it's been unreal the last two weeks. This warming trend has really brought these fish. I mean, they're, they're, they're snapping. I mean, uh, it's unreal what's going on down there right now. Uh, I'm assuming you mean unreal in a good way. Like you're killing the fish. Well, you know, you know what we do, it's either in a, a bad way or a good way, but this time it's a good way. I'll be honest with you. You know, January, you know, I'm usually fishing offshore a lot. And uh, not that I'm not fishing offshore now, but the, these fish have moved up. The water temperature a week or so ago was like 69.5. That's unbelievable, so, I mean, these, isn't these, it? These, well, I mean, these fish just don't know what to do. And some of them have moved up, as, and I'm catching the ones that have moved up just by, you know, uh, trying these places because it's just been incredibly warm and, and, and these fish have moved up and this little cold snap really didn't really bring them off that far, you know, from where they were at, but I'm enjoying it right now. It's incredible, man. That's great. And so, and, and you're, you know, absolutely. You think of this time of year. Uh, you know, you follow such a, uh, offshore fishery anyway, so much of the year. I mean, it's, it's maybe the best lake in the state to fish, you know, offshore, uh, got, but a great, got some great inshore fishing as well, but you really think about this time of the year being offshore. So it's a little abnormal, right. For, for this time of year to be fishing shallow. Well, I mean, normally I wouldn't go shallow i mean what what's been happening my boats and sometimes i'm in 20 or 30 foot of water but i'm throwing in five foot you know and i'm I'm getting bites and uh catching some really good fish is is really what blows my mind and then uh i've gone shallower and uh it's just you know i'd be in like 15 foot and throw up there and then i i can I'm, I'm getting these big fish. These big fish have moved up. This, the, I think it's the, was well, the water temperature. Right. Today, I, I got off the lake today and it was like 58, 59. But the other day, before this cool front moved in, I mean, I, I had 69.5, you know, water temp. So these, these fish are moving around, the bait's moving around. And it's not something you can just drive around and, and draw them. You can't. You've got to fish these places to really find out what they're doing. It's, it's, it's hard to, to draw a shallow fish. It really is. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, so- it's, it's just one of those, one of those you know, and, you, and it goes back to fishing the conditions. I mean, you know, I mean, normally I wouldn't even be doing these type right. of things. But uh, Are they... Um, are they like out on, are they in shallow, like out on the, uh, like back in the creeks or are they kind of out more? Or does well, it... I've caught them off the river. I've caught them off the river. I've caught them off the creek channels and stuff and little places. And they're not far from where they're wanting to, uh, you know, bed is, is what amounts to. So the, the whole thing is really strange to me. You know, it's, they're in places that I normally wouldn't even fish this time of year. You know, this would be maybe a month from now that I would possibly do it. So, and, and it's all about this water temperature. Right. I mean, uh, I guess Christmas Eve, I had, I had five, uh, wasn't all that cold, but I had five to go about 24 Good pounds. And then, uh, two days ago I had five that go 29. Oh my Today goodness. I, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not stretching it. And, and today I had five to go about 20 
and I was just trying different places. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible right now. Dude, no wonder you're fired up right now. That is incredible. Well, Uh, I mean, wait for this time of year. uh, I have to, I have to tell you, I mean, it's just, it's a fun, it's fun right now. It really is in their own, their own, uh, reaction baits. Uh, it's uh, chatterbait, square bill, uh, lipless, you know, anything that's, you know, that looks like a shad, basically, because that, that's really what they're on right now. And, and they're, it's where the bait is. I mean, it's wherever the bait is, is where the fish is going to be. So is that kind of, and that, that was my next question to you is, you know, is, is kind of how are you going about picking which bank you're going to fish down or which area of the lake you're fishing? Are you, are you like actively looking for, for the bait and then going down, down the bank or, um, how are you going well, about where yeah, you're going to fish? I, I, right. I, I get what you're saying or asking, um, Bottom line, what I'm doing is I'm uh, I'm a month away. Basically, I'm fishing places that I would probably do a month from now because the fish are there. Uh, the fish are confused, I think, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. the water temperature came up and the the shad moved because the shad was off offshore mostly, but these shad have moved shallow and the the big fish have have uh, I think it's easier for them to eat when when they can get a shallow bite you know than offshore it's just easier for them and some of these fish are just popping I mean they're just I caught one the other day that was just uh, I mean it was it was pushing eight it was seven and some change and it looked like a football I mean it's just they just been gorging for sales up there. Well, and, 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 and that's, that's what's going on. It's just, but they're not everywhere. It's just these places that, but they're close to where they would, you know, bed. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm blown away by it. To be honest with you. Hey, what a, what a, uh, what a nice I'm little Christmas, uh, a Christmas present well, for you there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's what I posted on the, uh, Christmas Eve, I said, I got my Christmas present. So I'm fixing to post these next, these two days that I've been, and I'm going to post that on Facebook, but these fish are just, I don't know. It's, it's got me, you know, when me, you're, uh, when you're fishing and, you know, I know that, that you guys on you fall and, and I know it's this way in all lakes now, but I know most of the year, you know, you, you're relying on your electronics so much. But when you're, when the, when you're fishing like you are right now, when you're, you know, chatterbait, lipless crankbaits, whatever it may be, and man, I mean, how fun is it to catch fish on those lures anyway, right? But how much do you use your electronics right now when you're fishing like you're fishing? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I, I do use the electronics, but where I'm throwing, I mean, I don't, I don't draw them i don't know that they're there i just know that where i'm sitting you know all i can do is see that and i can do the side scan and all that kind of stuff but but i'm i'm seeing fish underneath the boat but where the bites are coming is really up up shallow right so i I guess my point is sometimes you don't have to rely on electronics so much as far as where the fish are and biting and stuff i mean i've got live target but you know and i use it occasionally but uh, i don't know that it's helping me right now but i know that it will in the future sure but um, these fish are up shallow because the shad's up shallow and it's 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 10 foot or less i mean normally i'd be in 15 to 20 or you know even deeper doing different presentations, but they are really on a reaction bite right now. The, that, uh, DT eight crankbait is a good crankbait. Uh, and the square bills, uh, that's another, uh, bait you could throw. 
and catch them. And uh, I'm sure there's other things that you can catch them on, but I mean, it's just, it's almost like you could throw a uh, wind jig. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it, but uh, some of these fish are like dirt shallow. It's it's crazy, but Man, um, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun time right now. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I mean, if you're catching 20 to 25 to darn near 30 pounds, that's a, that is, man, that's great. Uh, that's great any time of year, but especially this time of yeah, year, I don't that's know. just really phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll, you know, keep going, but, you know, I'm sure it's going to get colder. Hey, you can get all they... you can get while you can get it, brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the last two weeks have been incredible. That's all I can tell you. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and post it on Facebook. Yeah. Definitely. You know, the last yeah. Trips and, well, uh, so. and I'm sure that, you know, and like you said, it's a water temperature thing. So we've got a cold front that came through, uh, earlier this week, uh, this weekend, we got another one coming through right now. It's supposed to be down to 21 degrees here in Birmingham tonight. Uh, right. Don't know what it's supposed to get down in Eufaula, but it's 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 cold front coming through. So uh it'll be anxious to see how they react to that. You know, what's well, your part expectation? Of, part of, right. Part of what's happened too, and I, I've got to really explain really what's going on too, is not necessarily just the warming trend, but you know, we've had that rain that was north of here. It was like in you know, the middle of Alabama and the middle of Georgia. So all, basically they've been pulling the water. So that's helped. And then the watercolor, of course, got stained up a little bit. So that, I think that helped move the fish shallow too, not just the water temperature. So let's, let's be, let's yeah. be uh, true about that part too. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just the best of all, possible worlds right now and so and, yeah uh, and do, you do know, you the think... wind was blowing today the wind was blowing from the south and it was you know and and so i i was able to to catch some off the river i mean i hit one that was probably close to six and then went back in a creek and and caught some so i mean you know i don't know how long it's going to continue but it, it sure is fun, a fun time right now yes enjoy it while you can type thing and who knows it, it maybe maybe it will continue but you know and, and and one thing we get is a tip of the day on here so if somebody's coming up there this weekend to fish you follow uh gonna make a trip there what would your tip be well you know the i think the weather's gonna be changing or whatever mm-hmm. but i i would i would uh 10 foot and less uh, until they tell you that, you know, they don't want it. They're going to be around the bait. I mean, it's just that simple. So I I would, I would be 10 foot and less off the Creek channel or river channel or whatever, Creek bends, points, whatever. And, but they're not going to be everywhere. Right. They just seem to be in these places that are close to places that they would go you know, to spawn. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they got, they got, they got fooled because like I was telling you uh, a week or so ago it was 69, five. I mean, come on. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're scratching incredible. their head going, man, am I supposed to be moving today, up? To to spawn? Today, well, yeah, today it was 58, 59. So it's, it's a reaction. So, yeah, so that's a great tip. Um, uh, it, you know, I mean, Hey, let's don't, uh, don't try to out guess these suckers right now. Right now we know they biting in 10 foot or less. We know they hitting these chatter baits and lipless crank baits and square bills. And, uh, and there's some good fish up there. So, uh, let's go get on them right there now until they show us that they not going to be there. And then we'll figure out what to do next. We'll go I'm find, find that bait. I mean, it's going to be a good year the way it's starting out. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I always like to hear that. Well, uh, uh, definitely wish you the best of luck in 2022. And, uh, sounds like you started off with a, with a bang for sure. So if somebody wants to come get in the boat with you, book a trip, learn a lot about you fall and, uh, and, and catch a lot of fish at the same time, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, Captain? Well, uh, Graz's guide service.com or they could, uh, 
you know, call 706-593-4192. That's my phone number. But uh, grosswithguideservice.com. Good stuff. And, uh, and uh, I can show them a good time right now. They're they're snapping. So Hey, y'all give – it sounds like y'all need to call Graz right now. Get on the website, call him, and uh, or, or call his phone number, get on the website and reach out to him. If you're if you're close to you fall or if you want to book a trip down there, and uh, it sounds like it'd be a great time to do it, and I know you'll enjoy it and have a good time. But hey, Captain Graz, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, thank you for getting on, man. I mean, first show of the year. You part of the first show for 2022, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal year. And man, I'm looking forward to having you on here throughout the year, and and and. Uh, I mean, you do a do a great job of explaining things on here, and I know our listeners uh, appreciate that. So, thank you for for being part of the show, brother. Brian, I appreciate it. Now, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, guys, let's take a few more minutes and hear from some more sponsors. The hunting exchange. In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms. And that's where the Hunting Exchange steps in. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. Whether you're looking to sell your bow, broadheads, technical apparel, stands, saddles, or anything in between, this secure platform allows you to buy and sell gear with confidence. As a buyer, each dollar you spend is insured by PayPal, and as a seller, there are no hidden charges like other platforms, and listing items are also free. Gone are the days of having listings removed from Facebook and worrying about being banned and removed from groups for wanting to sell something as simple as your bow or a knife. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by... Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by northalabama.org are you looking for a real adventure whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one north alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition north alabama is home to eight pictures lakes pickwick wilson wheeler weiss smith neely henry lake gunnersville and bear creek lakes each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish and in north alabama fishing is great year-round for more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Welcome back, guys. Great show. Started off 2022 talking about people catching 20, 25, 29 pounds of fish uh, on Eufaula. We got Norman educating us on some weed control. I mean, I'm excited about 2022. It's going to be a great year. So many, so many unbelievable guests that we have. Uh, got some cool segments and things lined up for the year already. And, uh, man, we're just, just so thankful for our fishermen and our guys around the state that take time to call into our show and uh, educate me and, and our listeners, obviously, as well. And that's why we do it for our listeners, uh, just trying to – trying to help everybody have a more successful, uh, outing when they get a chance to go. Uh, most of us are, most of you guys that listen are like me. You don't get to go fishing all the time. Uh, we're not, we're not a professional fisherman. Don't do it for a living. And, and so when we do get that opportunity to not be at a baseball game or a soccer game or a cheer competition or so many thousands of things that pull us apart, we want to catch fish and we might not know what they're doing. And that's the beautiful thing about this show 
listen to it on the way to the lake and uh i guarantee you you're going you're going to walk away from it every week with a tidbit or something you take to the lake with you where you know what the fish are doing and hopefully give you a chance to have a more successful trip all right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. All right, guys, that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. And, hey, anywhere that you listen to the show, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review. We will greatly appreciate that. And we look forward to 2022. 22 i gotta learn to say that right kind of rolls off the tongue a little funny but looking forward to bringing it to you all year long guys looking forward to bringing you show next week y'all be safe on the water we'll talk to you then this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by outdooralabama.com that's where i learned the basics of how to hunt and fish including what's in season and which license to buy learn more at outdooralabama.com go hunt go fish get outdoors This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And by Mustad Fishing. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing.com by using code GREATDAYS at checkout. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Give me a call at 601-383-2344.